Well, it's good to see all of you. Um, I uh, know a few of you. Some of them I, of you I don't know. And and uh, I'm Joe McCarty. I've I've grown up in the Old Baptist for my entire life. I, my dad was a, a preacher, and several of my family members were were involved in in the church and preachers and but um i i lived a long time not uh not thinking about the church or anything about it or you know living my life the way a lot of people do and uh you know i i know my dad was was waiting for me to wake up and or uh, to straighten out, and um, I tell you a, a story I told there at Midland, and it's relevant to uh, what I'm going to talk about. But I knew a, a a young girl about 12 years old, and uh, she was at home by herself, and she was, uh, and I don't remember the the particulars about it but uh, she decided that she was hungry so she decided she was going to warm something up on the stove and and she got the stove going and the grease going and and everything got got too hot and it started burning and she didn't know what to do she's only 12 and she'd seen mom warm things up and, and I'm talking about my sister but uh she, uh, it caught on fire, so she ran out of the house, and the neighbor saw what was going on, and and he came, and he and he put the the fire out. And the, and the thing of it is, is is that she got impatient, and and she didn't wait for mom to get home or or anybody to help her cook. And um, a lot of times we get impatient, and and uh, we don't wait. Um, I know a lot of times as children we we uh, want things. We we uh, you, you know we see something in the grocery store and we'll tell mom or dad, you know, I want that, and they'll say, well, just just wait. Or they'll say, if you'll be good when we get when we get home, if you'll wait, we'll we'll give you something, uh, you know, a, a a nice dessert or or snack or something when you get home. If you'll just wait, and a, and a lot of our life is spent waiting. It uh we uh. The things that I think about are, and, and I get impatient with is, is when I'm stuck at a stoplight and I'm waiting for that light to change. When I'm in a grocery line and I'm waiting for that 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 line that cashier to, to you know go ahead and cash me out and so I can get get everything done and everything. And and we do that. We a lot of our time is spent waiting. And um, 
the, fir the first uh, scripture that I'd like to read to you, is, and, and I want you all to think about that. I ask people wherever I go, and Brother Kenny will testify to this, but I'll, and when I see him, I'll ask him what he's been studying. I've, I've asked uh, two or three people this morning what they've been studying. And a lot of people study a lot of different things. Some people just read. Some people do word studies. And I do, I do word studies, and I think it helps me with, uh, with understanding Scripture and, and um, thinking about uh, different things that, that God has instructed us with. But, and I want you to, uh, when, you, when you read the, the 27th Psalm, I want you to start at the first. I'm not going to start at the first. I'm going to start at the 11th verse. And I'm going to read from there. But, but when you go back and read it, read, read the whole thing because it's relevant to time and it's relevant to our lives today and the things that we deal with on a daily basis. But it says here, it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathed out cruelty, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, we, we see right there that, that um, waiting... And, and especially waiting on the Lord is, is good for the heart. <laughs> you know, we you, you want you want something that's good for your heart. <laughs> Wait on the Lord. Don't be impatient, so impatient that you're um, going ahead and, and uh, making a decision, a, a, a fleshly decision, and and um, and taking the wrong course. Uh, the wrong path, and and uh, but uh, the the psalmist here writes, "Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart." Wait, I say, on the Lord. So keep that in mind as I'm as I'm reading other scriptures and looking at different things and and everything, and and they're all gonna ha they're all gonna deal with wait and waiting and. And uh, I, I know we're going to have lunch in a little while, and we're all waiting for that. And and uh, and you may get a you may get a little hungry, and uh, but uh, if if we'll be patient, even that'll be good for your heart. You know the, the food we eat, and uh, and then that's uh, the thing. God's food strengthens our heart. It strengthens us every day. And the the I mean, just reading that psalm right there, it, that. That strengthens me in, in my thoughts and my in in my uh, prayers and everything. But I want to turn over here to the Roman letter, and um, and and uh, if the, uh, the one that I'm going to wind up reading in the Romans here is if there's a thought, if there's a, a, a text, uh, this this is going to be it. But I'm going to start at the 18th verse here for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us 
for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now, a lot of times when I'm at a stoplight, I don't see that green light up there. There's so many cars ahead of me. But I, I hope that that light's going to change. And then once it does and traffic starts moving, I'm next in line. When I'm at the grocery store, sometimes I can't see the end of the line. Or you can you can imagine all kinds of instances where you've been waiting and you can't see the end of the 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 goal that you're seeking. We wait at a, a football games, basketball. Game. We don't know the outcome of the score until the end of the game, but we're hoping that there's the outcome that we want. Here. Um, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. I don't see what it's talking about there. Grown within ourselves to wit the adoption or to the redemption of our bodies. I don't see that yet. I haven't seen that. I've never seen anyone brought out of a grave. I've never seen that. But you know, there was uh, different ones in Scripture that saw that. They, they, they saw Lazarus come forth out of a grave. Mary and Martha and the family and the friends of Lazarus waited four days for, for Christ. They waited and then they saw they witnessed the redemption of that body on a natural level. We're waiting to see that in the spiritual level to where we're, we're all taken home and we're waiting one by one. You know, when I was younger, I, I didn't think about uh, the end of my life so much as I thought about that day or so much as I thought about what was going on then. But the closer that I get to the end of my time, the, the more that I think about and I'm, my thoughts are contained that I think about and I'm hoping for the redemption of my body. And that gives, that gives us hope. That, uh, 
even though I haven't seen it, I know people that have seen it and have not only seen it, but recorded it. They recorded, uh, they were witnesses to uh, the man, Christ Jesus, who came, who was the son of God, that came down for a little while to show us a lot of things because without without him uh, talking and preaching and revealing certain things, we, w- we would have no idea of why he came. But, but he did. I want to, and, and um, I want to uh, look at Luke. And, and if you study Luke, you're, you're going to, you're going to find out that there's a lot of waiting in Luke. There's a, there's a lot of beautiful waiting in Luke. A lot of, a lot of things that we deal with in life that, that we wait on. I, um, I want to look at uh, the first chapter of Luke. And just just looking at at the first reading the the first uh, verses there for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word see there were there were people that wrote before Luke pinned this down. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. So he's writing to a friend, a dear friend, because this isn't the only letter that he wrote to Theophilus. He also wrote the book of Acts to Theophilus. So you have uh, Luke, the minister Luke, the physician Luke, writing a letter to a dear friend to give him the things that Luke knew about because he was he knew the, these things from the very beginning. These eyewitnesses, and he's going to tell Theophilus about all these eyewitnesses. And where would you think that he would start out? Maybe with the before uh, you know over here whenever the the people were were not behaving themselves or you know just before uh, well he, he starts out that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed there was in the days of Herod the kings of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias and it this Zacharias it, if you read a, a, a little bit about him, it, it's going to be a wonderful thing. Um, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. 
And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no children because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he ex executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the, ju of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So he starts out with this, this priest, Zacharias, who his wife was barren, couldn't have children. And they were well stricken in years. You know how long they've waited? They waited a lifetime for a child. And here the angel of the Lord comes to this priest in the temple with the burning of incense and gives him the message that he's going to have a child in his old age. And, and this pretty much baffles Zacharias, even though he's been praying for it for years. He's, he's, he's kind of at a loss. And I would be too if somebody appeared before me. And if the angel just appeared before me, I would, it would, it would kind of baffle me and kind of set me at a loss. And, uh, and Zechariah said unto the, unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto, unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be ful fulfilled in their season. Now what happened there? He was dumb. He, he continued the, the, the things that it, when, he came, when he comes out, the people uh, understand that he, that he can't speak. They've been waiting on him. They've been praying for him. And while he was inside of the temple performing this work, he's in there a little bit longer than it normally took probably to do the work of, of the burning of the incense. Normally they probably would have went in taking the incense, got it, got it going, and then come back out, and the people are praying, 
and and they're they're amazed and he and he's he's uh he's unable to speak and they realize that he's unable to speak and and so but then he perform he goes ahead and he performs this service in his priesthood and he goes home and he goes about his way and then whenever his son is born they ask what name he's supposed to be given and Elizabeth says John and they're a little bit uh, concerned about that it's not a family name it's uh, so uh, they ask John they give him a tablet he writes it down his name is John and he begins to speak he's able to speak after that but here he's been waiting for his lifetime for a child and it's John the Baptist the child that is going to be great in the kingdom of God that is going to go about to establish and to make way make ready a people prepared for the Lord and to uh, what, what does it say there in that 18th verse and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord to turn the heart there's a heart again wait on the Lord and the, and the heart is strengthened to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children you know how many hearts of fathers aren't towards their children these days they could care less about their children and here John the Baptist was going to make ready a people to turn the hearts of the people of the fathers towards their children we have uh, another uh, situation in in, uh, in Luke, just a chapter over. If uh, if you'll turn to the, the the second chapter, you may be thinking about the the birth of Christ, which <clears throat> excuse me, the children of Israel had been promised a Messiah. They had been promised. A redeemer. They had been promised a king, a prophet, a priest that would that would correct and redeem them. And uh, and and the time came, and he was born. But uh, let's see. I want to look at uh, from the twenty seventh. I think it is from the twenty seventh verse, or maybe just a little bit before that. Let me look. Oh, here it is. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the, name, and the same man was just and devout, waiting 
for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. The consolation is Jesus Christ. That's what consolated or, or brought back together the people to God. And it was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and, and the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed un, unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms, and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Here's a priest that's been waiting to see that king, to see that redeemer, to see that child or that that one that was that was promised, and and it uh, it reminds me of uh, of Samuel over there whenever they were bringing in the the brothers uh, to anoint uh, and and. Um, you know, they, they brought in this son, and he said, no, that's not the one. They brought in another one. No, that's not the one. Well, do you have any more sons? Yeah, I've got one son. He's out there tending, tending sheep. And they, they brought him. But he waited. He didn't, he didn't just anoint the oldest. He didn't anoint the next to the oldest. He waited until it was the, the anointed of God to anoint, and and that's that's what this kind of reminds me of. He here's a man that that was waiting for the anointed of God. He was he had waited his his lifetime to see the 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 promise of God. Um. There's two over here in the in the eighth chapter of the book of uh, Luke. And, and it has to do with wait, waiting as well. If I can, if I can find it. Um, in in. And uh, forgive me if I'm if I'm doing quite a bit of reading, but but uh, I I have it on on sound scripture that the apostles read, and that uh, different ones read scripture, and I think it's important because sometimes we leave out a lot of different things, and we we I mean there's a lot there, so. Forgive me if I'm reading too much. Um, Christ and the and the apostles and and uh, he, he said, now now it came to pass on a certain day that he he went into a ship and his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, 
and, and I'm, I'm not really dwelling on this part of it. I'm the, it's after they get to shore. And there came down a, a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with, filled with water and, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the, and the raging of the, of the water, and they ceased, and there was a, there was a calm. And, and he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. And they arrived at the country of the Gadareans, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils, long time. And, and it, we, we miss that a lot of times. You know, the, the condition of, of different ones, the condition of, of the, the sin and the condition of, of, of these people. But, but he, had, he had had a, a devil a long time, or devils. Um, and he, and he went, went forth to land. There met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound and with chains and in fetters. And he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that, that, he, that he would not command them to go, on, go out into the deep. And there was there an herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down, to, down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they, that had, when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's a different man. Clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the multitude of the country of the Gadareans round about besought him to depart, depart from them, for they were taken with great fear, for he went up into the, and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him, 
that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine house, and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way, and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. That's talking about the Gadarenes. See, their business was swine. Their business was, was the, these hogs. And by Jesus allowing the, the devil, the legion, to go into the swine, it ruined their, it bankrupted them as far as their daily living, and they were afraid of him. They were, afra- they were more afraid that they would lose their business than helping this man who had been long time with devils. And we see that every day. There's a lot of times. And, and we do the, sometimes we do the best we can. And we, we talk to our children and we say, don't go into that neighborhood. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs. And we tell them all these things. And sometimes they fall into the trap of the devil and they get caught up into the world of the devil. And, and, and I don't know if uh, drugs and that are necessarily uh, spirits or devils, but I guarantee you that they, they imitate it. If they're not the devil, <laughs> I've seen enough of it to know that these things are the devil to get rid of. Once someone has taken that course in life, it is hard for them to recover from it. It's hard for them to recover from these substance abuses. But these people, the thing is, is these people would rather help out swine than help out this man that was not clothed, was not in his right mind, and was was running had to be chained and would break the chains that reminds me so much of some of the of the of the and may not know that that I was a, a EMT and firefighter for 25 years and I've I've seen uh, the destruction of some of these things and some of the lifestyles of some of the people that that get caught up into these things God's children get caught up into these things. And, but these people would rather help out the swine than they'd help out their, their own fellow man, even if he's not, or they were not, children of God. Uh, there's no natural affection anymore. There's no natural love anymore. And that was the case, perhaps, of these people. They... They didn't help him. We read a little further, and we're gonna we're gonna see another case that's just right below this one. Um, oh well, back, let me back up. Is that he sent that man that that he had recovered and clothed and restored him to his right mind, 
he sent him to the to that city to that area he said no you stay here and so whenever Christ returned the people met him they didn't meet him in fear this time they met him because of, and sometimes we see miracles it's natural to see miracles and want to want to go towards people or, or go towards different things but I believe that there's a spiritual element here too that these people's hearts as it was said about John not only John but this man that he had restored by his uh, by his uh, witnessing to the people that he lived with that that their mind was changed that they uh, appreciated Christ but I'm going to read a little further and and um, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issues of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee, and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody had touched me, for I perceived that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Now, I, I read this one because she had been 12 years living in this condition. Did she sit on a bench somewhere? No. And so, you know, we think of waiting, uh, just get a chair and wait over there. You know, you, you know just sit, sit still. Wait, the, the waiting... She she was act, she was proactive. She sought out physicians. She 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 was she used all of her money to try to to take care of the problem that she was having. And and through faith, she touched the hem of his garment, and she was immediately healed. Children of, and, and there's another thing, there's another thing I need to say right now. I don't believe that anything in this Bible is directed towards the, the, the wicked other than the reproach that Christ gave to the 
to the hypocrites and the lawyers and the uh, open rebuke towards them. That's the only thing that I can find that was addressed to the world. Everything else in, in Scripture is written for our understanding. It's written for our knowledge. It's written for our, our benefit. And, and so these things, that, that, that these examples that he's given are, are written in there for our benefit so that we can prosper in life. And, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a prospering. Uh, I'm not thinking of it that way. So don't, don't think of it that way. I'm, uh, and I know uh, there are prosperity ministers that I'm uh, the prosperity that I'm thinking about is so that you will you will uh, be comforted in life. These things are a comfort to us to to understand that God is able to take someone that is of the uh, is devils or is is consumed with alcohol or consumed with drugs or consumed with things in his life he is able to heal us and he is able to to bring us out of those things through prayer through working with people so um, I'm, I'm not trying to be a prosperity as they say uh, speaker so um but that, that was interesting in, in, to me that she had, she had waited 12 years and, and, and she had spent everything. That she, was, she was searching for an answer. And, and we have children of God that a lot of times are searching for answers and they don't know where they're at. We can help them by pointing towards uh, the things that we have. Comfort, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. You know, it's a, it's a, to, that we might have the, the same consolation. That, and that, that, that pretty much means uh, comfort, that we might have the same comfort and consolation in Christ, that we might look at these things and, and uh, know them and study them. So all of these things were written for our, for our learning for our benefit, for the children of God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, skip over to John now. And, and uh, if you go back and read Luke, you're going to find a lot of different things that deal with waiting. And, and, uh, and, and Luke brings out a lot of things that are so, uh, so interesting to me. Uh, John, the fifth chapter. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And, and, and uh, you know, I was thinking about your four pillars out here when I first got here, and, it, you know, five porches. And, and, and I was thinking, well, they're, they're one pillar short, but it, it's porches. So, um, in, in these, uh, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in 
was made whole and whatsoever disease he had and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years you know this lady had uh, this the, that uh, man that had demons had demons for a long time uh, the lady had had an issue for 12 years here we have uh, a man that has that has a disease for for 38 years uh, 30 and 8 years when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he said unto him wilt thou be made whole now, now you think you think about this too this caught my attention too here's a man he's laying by the pool he's 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 going he's he knows and understands that the moving of that water if he just steps into that water he can be healed of that disease he's not at the house he's he's not you know out doing something he can't do anything other than lay there but but he's at the pool wilt thou be whole and and which if somebody came up to you today in, in whatever condition you might have and said uh, you want to get rid of that which one of you would say no I, I, I don't no you every, every one of you would would say yes and the impotent man answered him sir I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while I am coming Another step is down before me. So he had no man to help him. And while he's crawling to get to the pool, somebody else beats him. And, and, and if you notice there, there's all kinds of multitudes of impotent folk, some of them blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And here's a man waiting for the moving of the water <clears throat> another step is down before me Jesus saith unto him rise up rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the Sabbath and so now you're going to get criticism from the Jews hey what did you just you just healed a man on the Sabbath they're more concerned about uh, their, their law and being legalistic than they are about helping a man. They, they, they. Uh, uh, it's probably not the first time that these Pharisees, Sadducees, lawyers have walked by this man that's laying there. And and has any of them tried to help him into the pool to to relieve the condition that he's in? No, none of them have even thought to help this man. Sometimes we get into that condition. We get into that position. We'll walk by somebody that needs our help, somebody that, that, that needs us, and um, that may have been in the condition for a long time, and they, they need your advice or they need your instruction to help them in life so that they're not burdened with sin. And the, the Jews therefore said unto him uh, that was cured, it is the Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee 
to carry thy bed. He answered them, answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. He didn't even know who it was. We, I, I've had people that have helped me throughout my life, and I had no idea who they were. People that, people that corrected me. People that maybe I was standing in line and I didn't have enough change to finish paying for that hot dog that I was trying to buy as a kid. And they would pitch in and pay for it. I had no idea who they were. and I was pretty hungry back then. But there's a lot of that that happens in life. And we, and we, and I'm saying that because we should be um, generous to others, that, that we should uh, try to help, especially if we've seen somebody in a condition for 38 years, try to help them in some way so that they're better off. And he that was healed was not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed him, conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. You know, uh, sometimes we, we uh, we're relieved of sin, and we fall right back into it. And, and the thing is, is that we shouldn't fall right back into it, but that we, should, uh, that we should be thankful that God has relieved us from the sins that we, we've uh, had. Now, that I've mentioned all these, I want to I take just a minute or two, and, and I don't have much time, but I know y'all are waiting for lunch, so I'm, I'm going to try to hurry up. But I want to talk about, and there's a lot of different cases about um, people that didn't wait and that we can look to. Look to. Well, one of them being Abraham. He got ahead of God and, and, and took a concubine and had a son. And that's affected our, our entire world ever since then. We look at David and, and his relationship with, with a... a a woman who committed adultery and then he committed murder he didn't wait on God he didn't wait for the things that he should have waited on we think about Noah and the years that he waited 150 years he waited building the ark and it only saved naturally eight souls but he waited 150 years for that. To, God told him that he was going to destroy the earth. That he was going to destroy the world. You know, uh, I heard him talking earlier this morning, you know, that, that uh, God's not going to uh, withhold his judgment forever. That there's going to come a time whenever he does... Um, punish us and the wicked 
there's there's so many other cases in in scripture that we can look at and people that didn't wait that and there's a different form of waiting too as well and that is those that lie in wait the deceiver the there are those that are in the world that are out there ready to to pull a fast one on you to get your money to to uh, cause you to be tempted into sin to cause you to be tempted into different and various things they're out there lying in wait they're just waiting on you to slip up and to, and to uh, make the wrong move so there's all kinds of waiting I want to think about another um, individual that's been a long time in that condition and without the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, I would have no hope. And I'm, I'm waiting in a line, and I see my grandfather and father and forefathers, and we've seen them ahead of us. They've gone before us. I don't know what you know, I know from Scripture what is behind that door, but I haven't seen it yet. And I know the attributes of God, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness. You want to know what heaven's like? That's what heaven's like. The many aspects of God. Y'all have been so attentive, and, and it's and it's been uh, such a such a blessing to think about and to share my thoughts on waiting. I thank you very much.